You know what the most toxic thing is? Mm-hmm. I ghosted my therapist. <laughs> what? Hey, this is Sugar Honey Bubble Tea, a podcast aimed to amplify Asian woman voices while navigating race, dating, and wellness. I am Ange. Hello, everyone. I'm Toby. <laughs> I am in shambles today. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, tell people to follow oh, us. Um, before, <laughs> oh my God, this is not our first rodeo. Before we start today's episode, make sure you go follow us on Instagram at sugarhoneybbt. It's at S-U-G-A-H-O-N-E-Y-B-B-T. And uh, we post a lot of podcast-related segments uh, every week, and there's just a lot of juicy, juicy contents. So just, yeah, make sure you follow us. You can also PayPal us. That's our main source of income for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so this week, someone gave us money. We have a PayPal shout out to our sugar daddy. Who is it? Peter. Peter. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> Mr. Peter. And he has a question. Peter's question is... What's for dinner? What's for dinner? <laughs> What's for dinner? A case of heartbreak. <laughs> Heartbreak and therapy. (laughs) I don't think anyone knows this, but we have like, we can bring nuance to each other's life and on the podcast. But when it comes to what's for dinner, it breaks us. It's like holding us at gunpoint. Because every time we finish the podcast and I'm always like, hey, you want to order some Uber? Like what's for dinner? And then we'll just both go into silence. (laughs) And then we'll like it's just repeat, repeatedly say, so what do you want to eat? <laughs> yeah. Until one of us gives in. And, and we order time. Yes. And it's usually me. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, what's for dinner? Well, depression and anxiety. Uh, oh, macaroni Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> macaroni Gatorade. Because Mercury is in retrograde, you guys. Yes, guys. Macaroni. Um, yeah, Mercury in retrograde. I've been having a shit week. Who's also been having a shit week? Let us know. Um, yeah, how how has your shit week been? <laughs> how, how shit is your shit week? I, so far, it hasn't been too bad. There's nothing really major. Or you know what? Maybe I'm chill because I'm disassociating from my own life. Oh, how do you do that? Teach me. <laughs> Just I don't Teach know. I would ways. say it's kind of like a gift that I have. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know, some people are born gifted. That's my gift. I can you are just, your own antidepressant. Yes, <laughs> I can disassociate like no others. Oh man, I am that's own. your purpose in life. Yes, this, <laughs> <laughs> keep calm and disassociate. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Just carrying on doing the things that I need to do and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. life sometimes it's funny like that. I've heard people been um getting some like like people from the past showing up yes. in their life, ex boyfriends, ex girlfriends. Um because Mercury is going in retrograde in Libra. So a lot of your past entanglements might show up why wait why because libra is like in 
direct in relationship or something like that or oh, really? romance or yeah so that's probably why so okay yeah so how's your shit week <laughs> been? oh man my week was so shit uh okay it started off with there's just so much let's just go through it um bullet point by bullet point um okay. it started off uh i met a karen quote-unquote karen um with some sort of car incident anyways it was really stupid they were obviously it was their fault um, by the laws of the street. <laughs> no, they were blocking my car and they weren't supposed to and they won't move. And then I was really pissed and I like honk at them a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then they went crazy. They got out of their car, got in front of my car, trying to like, I don't know. So I hit them. I'm in a moving car, by the way. And oh my God. yeah, it was all crazy. I have a dash cam. I got it all on camera. And then as I was leaving, I was so pissed. I was driving in anger. When we hit 1K, we'll release the footage. Oh, <laughs> we should. You we know should. what? I Because I didn't want to release the footage. Because at first I'm like, fuck them. I'm going to report to the police. I'm going to post this on one of those like Karen Instagram accounts. Yeah. <laughs> and like just, you know, I'm going to... And then, <laughs> I was so mad. And not only her and her son. Oh. Uh, or her very young lover. I don't know what she <laughs> was. Was like, just like showing me the finger outside. Oh, wow. of the, uh, Yeah, it was all just a whole mess. Anyways, I was just so mad driving. And then I, as I was leaving, I went through all the emotions yeah. of, a, a, of a human being like frustration to anger to like self-reflection to just everything um and then i'm like you know what i'm going to choose forgiveness wow (laughs) i just decided that i'm not going to be a vehicle of anger and that they can do that themselves and if they i don't know how i mean i do know because I'm wise, um, that I came to this conclusion on my own, and I'm very proud of myself. Um, but yeah, I was just thinking, you know, for me to do this, I'm spreading on the anger forward, and I'm the vehicle of, a, of the emotion anger, and that's just going to make me more mad. So I'm just going to choose forgiveness and cut that pattern for myself, and karma will get them. Karma True. will get those Um, (laughs) obviously anger is still there forgive but never forget (laughs) yeah no all jokes aside if they are always choosing to be in that emotion and to choose anger then they'll always this kind of stuff will always happen to them exactly yeah so i just wish the best for them too and on their toxic endeavors. <laughs> on their toxic endeavors. And every time they eat, they choke but never die. Choke Anyways, just slightly. Just slightly. But you it's just slightly enough that you don't enjoy the food. Yeah. But you don't die. But uh, yeah, truly I have chosen to move on. Uh, so like I was like, yeah, that's probably the end of it. You can't get shittier than this. And then universe is like, nope. Uh yeah. And it's just like a, a a series of shitty things that happened to me this whole week. A series of shitty events. Yeah. Are there any revelations? I think that was one. I think that was a great epiphany of mine where I chose forgiveness. And then uh, and then I came up to my mom 
my Asian mom about going to therapy, which brought me enormous amount of guilt. Mm. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out. This is truly an, a, a podcast about race. <laughs> about race, yes. I, I did str- struggle a lot when I first started therapy, but I was like, oh, I wanted to tell my parents yeah. that I'm going to therapy. How did you tell your mom? And how did she react? I think I sent her a message. Mm-hmm. And then I just said I need to seek professional help. Oh. Because I'm depressed. Yeah. And then she was very understanding. But I think she was really worried. She was like, oh, you know, you can always talk to me, blah, blah. Yeah. And then I, I kind of felt like, I was like, well, it's not really... Like, I don't think at this point that's helpful for me. Yeah. I think I just need professionals that are dedicated mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> to listening to people. Yeah. Did you feel guilt? Yeah, there was a lot of guilt on. Because mm. I feel like they just, the guilt is more so like they think they're bad parents. Yeah. Because I go to therapy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think... um I can feel empathetic because it's like, yes, maybe they have neglected my needs and caused childhood trauma, but also there are like two individuals who mm-hmm. have their own lives and they're not going to be able to care for every part of me that I need. Yeah. And it's fine. Yeah. But mm-hmm. now I go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> So, and part of your PayPal money goes towards that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. How? Thank how you, did Peter. You, oh, thank you, Peter. Mm. How did your? How did your mom take? Um, my my family is very, very good at deflecting. <laughs> I think that's a tactic we use ever since, we, as as a child the foundation of asian parenthood <laughs> the foundation of asian parenting is shame, shame guilt, guilt deflecting emotional blackmailing and material uh, fulfilling your material needs only yes <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and that's and i'm not saying that's you know fulfilling your material needs is not it's something that i don't need i'm not you know what i mean like yes. it's okay so uh, so I came up to my, I came out to my mom about therapy and immediately I regretted it. Immediately. I just felt this like huge amount of guilt that just like wash over me. And it's not guilt for bringing shame to my family. You know, it's more guilt that I told her and that's going to hurt her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you said, like thinking that they're not good enough parents. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to say it, but I think I was in that argument with my mom at the stage where I felt like I said it almost in spite. Yeah. And I fucking hate myself for it. And immediately I'm like, I'm a fucking worst person ever for doing this to my own mother. But mm-hmm. then I said it but because that's who I am. And I think it's eventually, evidently it has to come out. Yeah, Um, but I just didn't think that it would come out in this under this circumstance. And for white people who like goes to therapy and have really woke parents, I envy you. But this is not something that you tell like when you if your upbringing is in an Asian family, it's so on 
likely that we tell our parents these yeah. kind of things. Um, like in our, one of our episodes that we talk about mental health, um, but in Mandarin, we talked, I talked about how one of my relatives have mental issues and everyone just disowned him. Like my entire family, everyone thinks he's crazy. Uh, he goes to quote unquote crazy institutes as they call it. Mm, I go to that too, but online. (laughs) (laughs) My crazy institute is through Zoom only. (laughs) Me too. And so it's... It's scary to see that's how like my family and the society treats people mm-hmm. that have clearly needs help. And for me to say that openly to my mom, my Asian mom is like, yeah, it's just, I know it hurts her a lot. And I said it in spite, like the whole conversation is, I'm not going to, I don't think I'm comfortable saying why the conversation started, but it was something along the line of me wanting to make my own decisions about my life. And, uh, and they won't, they don't, they won't allow it. (laughs) It's so absurd. They won't accept it. They won't accept the fact that I want to make a big decision Mm -hmm. uh, at the age of 28 of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not asking them for money. Yes. I'm not asking them for I, I not I'm not asking them for anything. Yeah. Yeah, except for emotional support. Mm-hmm. Like just be are, like literally is like are you okay with me making this big this big decision of my life? And it was no. <laughs> <laughs> I think parents I guess parents or Asian parents, especially, they have the tendency to kind of like think um, they know what's best for you. Yeah. But I think so much of that knowledge was Mm. has stemmed from their time, like what they thought was best for them. Like, you know how some Asian parents are like, oh, you have to be a doctor. You have to be a lawyer because that was occupations that people look up to. They're occupations that make money. Mm hmm. And then so much of that has carried forward into their views on life that they think, oh, mm-hmm. your life should follow that. It's kind of like a formula for success. Yeah. But what they don't see or think is that success can vary so much from person to person, like case mm-hmm. to case. And also it's like... Their mm, definition of success su- yes. is not my definition yes. of success. Yeah. Mm. So... So I think that's where it's like the f- that's where we can't agree on is that she well her like my parents because she speaks for the two of them yeah because uh, my dad does this thing where if I mention anything remotely like that will cause a bit of a tension yeah he will immediately say don't say this don't talk to me about this and then he will hang up. And so, yeah, very good at, he is the <laughs> master of <laughs> deflection. He's the master of deflection. Um, and I've gotten really used to that as a kid. So he will hang up. And then in about 48 to 70, 72 hours of time, my mother will call me and say, hey, did you say this to your dad? Let's talk about it. And then I will get into a huge family revolution with my mother who speak on behalf. She is the spokesperson. (laughs) She's like the person who comes out to face the media. Yeah. 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 She's like the, the press secretary of white house. (laughs) 
Yeah. And, uh, and that's what happened. So yeah, she speak on behalf of the two of them. And so they think that, that they think that there is this path they have built for me and Mm -hmm. that I have to be following this path. Otherwise it's just failure. It's like, I guess it's like when people have expectations of each other and when you don't match the expectations, it's suddenly a huge deal. But sometimes parents forget that kids, like your kids are not a reflection of how you want to live your life. Mm -hmm. You cannot just like, put your framework of success or achievement onto the kids and Mm -hmm. yeah like you i'm not policing my mom on how she lives her life (laughs) (laughs) and meanwhile at my household it's like welcome to communism (laughs) 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 it's just you've signed up anarchy you sign up to this anarchy it's more like dictatorship (laughs) in your household and i'm like Obviously, my I always think my family is more a bit of an extreme case, and I I am grateful for the, what they gave me, and I know that I am very lucky to have what I have today. But I just I'm starting to think maybe I just need to cut my losses and never that maybe I just never will have emotional support from them, and mm-hmm. it's a hard thing for me to think about because I'm such an emotional person and I think all I ever wanted from mm-hmm. my family is that they they also have emotional support for me um but yeah just times and time that like all these family revolutions keep happening and happening and it's always almost almost always over the smallest most minuscule things and I'm starting to think you know what, maybe that's just not never going to happen. Mm. They're never going to give me what I need emotionally. Mm. And it's quite hurtful. Yeah. I'm still processing the emotions of all this. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's hard to say, like, you could give it some time. I think parents, Mm. sometimes they come around, but it's not, like, I don't think there's anything that you can say or do to like unlock their like change your their cognitive their pattern of thoughts mm-hmm. but it's more so like they need to realize that <laughs> you are <laughs> a grown woman <laughs> i'm a grown ass own being yeah like that you're gonna make your own decision that mm. eventually the results are gonna go directly on you and yeah and i understand where they're coming from they they want they've been through their fair share of struggles in their life mm-hmm. and they want to cut all those struggles out for me so i can just land right into comfort mm. and that's what many parents do yes. especially asian parents it's like we have especially immigrant parents it's like we've yeah. understand how hard it is to make it in this this country or to, you know, to, to support a family. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want you to go through the same thing. So let's just go straight to the comfort. But I think comfort and discomfort is in relation. So mm-hmm. if I've never experienced discomfort, I'll never land myself into comfort because that would, then comfort would just be a luxury for me. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, I don't, I don't think that 
I'll ever enjoy it because I don't, I have not earned my, my fair share of being in a comfort life. And, uh, and for them, they just coming from a place where they want the best for you. Yeah. Without realizing that in the process of doing this, it might be hurting me. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they're doing it out of like what they, their idea of love yeah and what love should look like yeah but the idea of love is so objective it's like how i view love is not how they view love and and i think that's where it's there's never alignment between child and like Mm. kids and parents is that they the the life that we've lived is so different yeah that they cannot see our point of view and we have a hard time seeing their point of view yeah mm. but i mean i guess the end goal is never to align the values because mm. the values will never align true but it's more so to like allowing the other person's space mm-hmm. for the person to explore i guess yeah because it's like i'm telling you that oh this is great you should do that but it's like how do you know if you've never tried the other things out yeah. For you to find out that, oh, actually, this is great for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think what also hurt me was like the it, throughout the whole conversation, it's just two people hurting each other, mm-hmm. consciously knowing that we're hurting each other. We're saying things to hurt each other because we're both hurt. Like, I think when someone hurt you is because they're hurt. Mm. And the next day, I just the next morning, I like I just apologized to her. I'm like, I'm sorry for being, like, for hurting you. And I think that was the most conscious thing, like, the only, (laughs) the most mature thing I did. Because the whole time we're just hurting each other and saying shit Mm -hmm. about each other that was so unproductive and regretting the next day. Mm, Recently, I've been kind of, like, thinking on the idea of therapy. Uh, uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Um, because I've always think that I'm a really self-aware person. I know mm. exactly what my pitfalls are and I know what my problems are. I'm yeah. just consciously sabotaging my own life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I started therapy when I was kind of like at the tipping point. Mm-hmm. But now that um, it's just day-to-day depression, I'm just like, oh, I don't know if therapy is necessarily helpful for me mm. because... What, like because I'm so self-aware that everything my therapist is telling me, I already know. I know exactly what my problems are. Right. So I'm just not solving them, you know? And that mm. I'm going to therapy purely because I need to unload some trash. I'm trying to like protect other people from my own bullshit. Because <laughs> from dealing with my bullshit for the past 25 years, I know how exhausting it can be. <laughs> I guess going to therapy is like, the the therapists have the full image of like everything like a <laughs> yes. full recap of like yes. everything that's been happened to you and your childhood that she understands one why, why that, that tipped yeah yeah why that one little minuscule thing has tipped you yes mm. yeah so that's that's why yeah she I'm has like, archived the entire trash bin <laughs> yes <laughs> so are you going to continue therapy like are you are you thinking about the idea of therapy just as in like what you need or what and what you're not getting out of or are you thinking like maybe trying something that's not 
therapy? I think what I need to do is maybe actively resolve my own problems mm. before I can hop back onto therapy. You know what the most toxic thing is? Mm-hmm. I ghosted my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why? I ghosted my last therapist. And that's, yeah, that's an issue right there in itself. <laughs> <laughs> and now also question if therapy is good mm-hmm. for me. Like, is it helping me? Mm-hmm. Like, does it actually do anything for me? Yeah. Sometimes I'll be like, I will have a shit week and then I can only get an appointment like next week, for instance. Yeah. But I've healed myself in this week. So then when I get to the week after, like the day that I have my appointment, I'm like, I actually feel fine. So, but as a, as, as an Asian, I'm frugal. So yes. <laughs> I'm not going to cancel that. So like, you can't cancel that. You know, you need 24 hour notice and everything. That's it's too late. Um, so I guess I'll just go and talk to her about my traumatic experience last week, but then I'm already healed. So when I got there to talk about my experience, I'm reliving all these traumatic experiences. And then I, I go into therapy feeling good. And then I left feeling like shit again, like (laughs) I was last week. So I'm like, this is, this is okay. This is why I ghosted my last (laughs) therapist. It's like, oh, I I felt fine. And I felt shit for another additional week. And I'm like, this is is this working it's like oh i have nothing to talk about this week but you know what happened when i was seven (laughs) (laughs) and then now i have to relive that whole because i think i think dealing with your past trauma is extremely exhausting like it takes a lot of energy to go go through therapy and Mm -hmm. usually like right after you're not gonna feel very relieved like you're gonna Mm. feel like all sorts of emotions i think it's kind of like dating you know like going yeah. back into dating, it's like you need to know what you want yeah. out of it before you set up that profile. It's like, do True. I want casual sex? Do I want meaningful connection? Do I want a stable relationship? Do I want a husband? Yeah. And I think going into therapy or reconsidering therapy is mm-hmm. more so like, do I just want to dump all my shit on one person and walk away mm-hmm. $200 less? Or do I want actual uh tangible action items i can take away or what is it you yeah know? Like, exactly maybe that's what we need to figure out for ourselves before spending before going back to therapy yeah like what is it that i'm looking for in therapy uh on a grand scale of things i'm okay uh i think the universe is get, taking this chance whether whether it's uh macaroni gatorade or <laughs> Mercury retrograde. It's just kind of giving me some challenges that I need to really reevaluate in my life. And so overall, grateful, appreciative, gratitude uh, that this has been forced upon me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And at the end of the day, I will choose forgiveness. That's the Mm. lesson I've learned. Mm. Forgive but never forget. Lastly, if you want to see more about our spiral, make sure you go follow us on Instagram at SugarHoneyBBT. It's at S-U-G-A-H-O-N-E-Y-B-B-T. Yep. And you can follow us uh, separately as well. She, Toby, is at Sensitive Bout and I'm BBT Mommy. 
Yeah. And that's it for this week. Uh, hope you guys are having an okay week during the macaroni Gatorade, Gatorade. Uh, Marachi band Macchiato. Macchiato. Rihanna. in Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind of hot. All right. Bye. bye. bye.